June is about to be a crazy month for Boston College football recruiting. I think everyone's waiting. What's going on with the quarterback position? Who are they going to go after? Where is it at right now? We'll get into all of that and more on today's show. You are Locked On Boston College, your daily podcast on the Boston College Eagles, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome. This is Locked On BC. I'm your host, AJ Black, editor and publisher of 247's Eagle Insider. Thank you all for joining us today. It's going to be a recruiting heavy show. We're going to get in two topics about recruiting you're not going to want to miss. And then we're going to end our episode by talking about where baseball's at after a very exciting weekend against Notre Dame. So BC recruiting is still at one commitment. And I know folks are worried and I get it. Last year, BC had, I think it was seven, and there was a little bit more momentum. But, you know, after going three and nine, you understand that that it takes a little bit more oomph to get a kid to, to commit to BC. Now, usually, the position that goes early is the quarterback position. And that usually starts with them getting their quarterback, and that quarterback sometimes knows kids from the, the, the camp circuits, and they try to push to get those kids to come in, and that usually gets the cycle going, right? For at least a little bit more uh, momentum going in, in certain areas. BC still hasn't have a, it doesn't have a quarterback, but this weekend, there was a few dominoes that fell that I think are worth noting, and they're not like dominoes that are just going to completely change the course of where BC is landing. But I think it's interesting because it does uh, leave the Eagles in a specific area. So the first domino that falls is that Ben uh, Penn state landed Ethan Grunken Grunkenmeyer, a quarterback. Uh, so they got their quarterback. Now Penn state talked to Tyler Calvaruso who covers two, four sevens Penn state. He used to cover Eagle insider Penn state's taken two. Now, why do I bring up Penn State? Well, a couple of the guys that BC is looking at had had Penn State offers, or Penn State might have been looking at them. Miles O'Neill, who was originally from Marblehead, and is now at the Hun School in New Jersey, was just offered by Penn State. That could impact his recruitment. Uh, Ryan Puglizzi, who is committed to Georgia, but as we said last week, Georgia just landed D Dylan Raiola, and I know Puglisi says he's staying firm at uh, Georgia, but there's still a lot of time left. He was up at around Penn State this weekend. This, as you see, one little domino can impact where BC is going. And so I think that was one that was worth watching. Now, another domino that fell was actually going in the other way. As Mizzou had a quarterback, I don't have his name, I think it's Kalen, uh, who was committed, decommitted, and then went to Nebraska. Okay, you're saying, AJ, why does this matter to Boston College at all? Well, I'm telling you this. As soon as that happened, Mizzou offered Aiden Glover. Aiden Glover is one of the two, I think it's two guys right now currently listed to officially visit BC. It's Glover and Hassel, Henry Hasselback. So now you have to battle Aiden, for Aiden Glover with an SEC school. 
I still don't think they're going to be a, a team to really be worried about. But again, when you see like a move, there's always corresponding things that could be impacted by this. And BC is right in the middle of that because they still don't have their quarterback. You're seeing other schools. They're all landing them. I think official visit season is going to be the important piece where BC lands that quarterback. And so that leaves us to this weekend. And the, the name that everyone's always talking about, which is Henry Hasselback, the picture on your screen right now. Henry Hasselback was the at, at the Elite 11 competition at State College High School in Pennsylvania. If you want the full breakdown of what he did and how he performed, you can go check it out on Eagle Insider. It's under our um, Elite 11 preview. Tyler Calvaruso was there. It's a, it's a VIP, so you have to sign up for it, but it's well worth it. Now, Henry ha- is... He's a quiet kid when it comes to um, so the media. And that's great. I, I'm, I'm, I have tons of respect for kids that don't have to tweet out literally everything that's going on in their lives. He's a quieter kid. He had a, de- he had a solid, uh, from what I've heard, he had a solid outing. Um, in it, but it's, you know, just like what you've heard, he, his, his bread and butter right now is, is lacrosse. He's, he's molting himself into a football player. So it's a little bit more work. He's not as polished as some of the other guys. That's okay. BC's a, a developmental school. That's what you're looking for at a school like BC. But he 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 played there. Other players that were at the same event, Blake Herbert or he, Hebert from uh, from Deerfield Academy. He was there. He's a 2025 recruit. Um, I heard. I think I I believe I heard Ryan Puglizzi was there. I I haven't seen anything about him. Um, in the notes. But why I'm bringing this all up, I think at the end of the day, there is a couple names that I, I, I think are the, are the favorites for BC to land. It's Aiden Glover and Henry Hasselbeck. Those are the two quarterbacks that BC is focused on right now. But there's other names and other situations that could happen. Miles O'Neill is an interesting one. And now that Penn State landed uh, Gronkenmeyer, Maybe he has, you know, maybe he wants to be the guy. He doesn't want to be this, you know, one of two quarterbacks. BC was very early on Miles O'Neill. Um, I heard f- folks ripping on BC for taking forever. He played for Marblehead High School. If you're from Massachusetts, Marblehead High School is the most irrelevant. No, no offense to Marblehead High School, but they have not done much of anything. So the fact that it took for him to transfer it to Hunt High School um, in New Jersey to get attention is not an indictment on BC. Any, anywho, he's a name I, I'm starting to wonder about. Maybe be a little bit more interested. He hasn't set up an official visit yet, this Miles O'Neill, but maybe he does. I, I expect him to. I think he will. Um, and he's a name to watch for. And as I said, I am still holding out hope. Not holding out hope, but still thinking that there's still a chance. I don't know how minute it is at this point that Ryan Puglisi still has a chance to come to Boston college. I mean, he is adamant right now that he's staying at Georgia, but weirder things have happened. So let's just wait to see what happens there. Now in a moment, speaking of local recruits, I want to address a comment. um, One of our our readers on my site made about Massachusetts being um, not, not recruited well by um, Boston college. This is a conversation we've had before, but 
want to revisit it because I think it's worth talking about. We'll get into that in just a moment. Now, you know what we need to get back into? Talking about those good old built bars. If you're looking for a delicious snack but don't want all the sugar and calories, you need to try the best tasting protein bar ever built. You gotta try these. If you're like me and you want the healthier snack choice but don't want to compromise on taste, it's just a thing for you. Built bars and built puffs. They're amazing. Okay. I have two boxes of cookie dough puffs in my office. These things, they look like even the in the packaging, you can see like the ripples of all the good cookie dough in it. It's so good. And it gives me the energy I need to get through that like two to three o'clock um, hour where my brain is just complete mush. I, I truck through it and it's all because Bilt's got so much protein, 17 grams and only 130 calories and four grams of sugar. You're t- you taste like you're eating a candy bar, but I'm telling you it's not. It's hundred percent covered in chocolate. These are the best uh, protein bars out there, folks. So if you're close to a Sam's Club or Walmart, you can pick up Built Bars there. Just go over to the local your pharmacy section, grab it, or go to Built.com and use promo code LOCK15. You're going to get 15% off your order. Get over to Built. March Madness is right around the corner. If you want to win your office pool, you need to stay caught up with all the college basketball action with the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Every Monday, Andy Patton and Isaac Shade recap the biggest stories in college basketball, keep you up to date on the NCAA tournament bubble, and get you ready for the upcoming week of games. From the Big East to the Mountain West and everywhere in between, Andy and Isaac have college hoops covered on the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. This is Locked On BC. I am your host, AJ Black. So, a folk, uh, one of our readers was uh, on Eagle Insider was talking about how BC is. Uh, a tr- I think the word he uses is embarrassing in terms of how they recruit Massachusetts. And I wanted to kind of get into my thoughts on this comment because it's something a lot of fans think of. And I want to kind of get into my my perspective of where Mass, like BC uh, recruits Massachusetts. Now, if you guys have been a fan for a while, you have heard, you know, Steve Adazio. You backed it when he started. He talked about in 2013 building a fence around Massachusetts, how important it was to keep local kids here. Then you fast forward all ahead to last year. Jeff Halfley, I think BC had five or six kids from Massachusetts. He talked about keeping the, the talent here in Massachusetts. Now, there's a a, a, a really interesting change of um, direction in terms of how Massachusetts has been recruited by lots of bigger programs. And it all starts, I think, with Don Brown at Michigan. Don Brown was at Ma- uh, BC as a defensive coordinator. He got poached by Michigan, and he he was able to really articulate how good the talent is in the Bay state and go out there and grab guys like uh, Sanistrel and uh, even, you know, there's, there's been other guys, TJ guy, some of the bigger names in Massachusetts and bring them over to Ann Arbor. But there's been a, a, a re- with that, it's really sparked a renewed interest in this area as bigger and bigger programs are going out and getting guys like Samson Okanlola who BC had no chance at. But to BC's credit, 
they had a good relationship with that kid, but he was, he was, he, that kid was getting that Miami bag, no matter what happens. So this thought that BC is embarrassing in, in Massachusetts, I don't, I don't agree with it. I think BC's at a solid level in the Bay state. You, you, you saw them land a lot of kids that they wanted to last year. Jaden Skeet was a big time recruit. BC had Bubaka Traor, but when when you go head to head with Notre Dame, with a program that hasn't really put together a successful winning season in like fifteen years, you're gonna lose that every single time. You see BC get more and more of these kids, but you also have to remember some of the decisions that these kids make. It's not like BC can go there and and like like force them, you know, put a gun to their head and say, hey, you're coming to Boston College. A kid that's really good, like like use Samson Okanlola, for example. BC could roll out the red carpet, say everything that's that's right, make a great relationship with the kid, the parents, the coach. But at the end of the day, sometimes it's these kids that are looking at other schools. Right now, you know, whether it's NIL money or prestige, BC has to fight that fight. It's hard. It's hard when you're six and six one year and three and nine another to fight that battle. So BC, it, 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 even in that context, I feel like they have been successful in Massachusetts. The fact they got six kids last year it says it speaks volumes, and they're doing this by bring, like if you follow me on Eagle Insider and I give you the visitors list each week. They bring in whole busloads of kids from different power programs in Massachusetts. You see busloads of Deerfield Academy. You see busloads of Springfield Catholic and Catholic Memorial and all these other big programs in the state. But at the end of the day, when a Clemson calls, when a Georgia calls or Florida or whatever, BC is now, you know, has to play catch up every single time. And this is going to continue to happen until BC puts together some big win seasons. Once BC has, you know, once they can showcase on a local level, like, hey, we won nine games this year. You know, we went nine and four or with a bowl, whatever. That will hopefully start to change that perception. But right now, the perception is... It's hard to break, and it's not something the coaching staff can do until they show it on the field. So a big year this year could pay dividends for the class of 25, could pay dividends for the class of 26. But they got to start winning. That is the key here because I, I, I you know, my, my gig here, folks, on Eagle Insider, my bread and butter is recruiting. I think in talking to the kids, I, BC is good at identifying talent and forming relationships and getting, you know, moving along with a lot of kids that maybe be outside of their, their weight, weight class. But when you're local and you see BC not covered in anything other than like me and a few other, uh, you know, the globe does, but they're on like, you know, sports page five and, and the local channels don't cover them. It's when they start winning, when there's an exciting win that they start showing on NBC or ESPN. That's what's going to change the uh, perception because the staff does break their butts, I think, in terms of trying to recruit those kids from Massachusetts schools. 
It's just they can only go so far right now. And that's not like I'm not absolving them of anything. I'm not absolving the staff of of missing in Massachusetts because it's part of the, their problem for missing out on the field. The field product, I think, would help the the off field. I'm just saying that the fact that the like if you say the recruiting effort, which is, I think, what the comment was going towards is embarrassing. I, I don't agree with that. I don't I don't think what they're doing, like they're not just ignoring the state of Massachusetts. Like Miles O'Neill, the quarterback from Deerfield, completely blowing up right now with lots of big offers. He was first offered by BC. Right? Henry Hasselback, another quarterback. I think he was the second offer after Pitt or maybe even after Pitt and Georgia Tech. You see them going after guys early. And some of the guys, they do wait. I, I agree that they wait on a lot, but I mean, not on, on some, but I think for the most part, I feel like they're pretty aggressive at certain spots. All right. That's my thoughts. My two cents. Take it or take it or love it. Right. In a moment, we're going to flip it over to baseball, get into the end of this regular season against Notre Dame with some emotional wins for BC. We'll get into what the AC tur- ACC tournament is going to look like as BC heads to carry North Carolina. Now, I want you to make a fast break to FanDuel during the NBA playoffs because right now, new customers can get a no-sweat first bet of up to $1,000. That's $1,000 back in bonus bets if you your first bet doesn't win. Now, you think the Celtics are over? I, I'm recording this during Game 3. I, 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 I am having a hard time watching this series because Jimmy Butler is just eviscerating the the Celtics. But maybe you're thinking they are. Go to FanDuel. I'm sure you're going to get some good action over there. And there's no better place to bet all the playoff action than America's number one sports book. Visit FanDuel.com slash locked on, and you're going to get a no sweat first bet of up to $1,000. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on. FanDuel, the official sports betting partner of the NBA. Locked on BC, AJ Black here. What a end of the season for BC baseball. I was like, BC, yeah. You guys all follow BC. So, baseball, they ended their season with two games on Friday against Notre Dame, which was a huge bummer for me because I was supposed to go on Saturday to the game. Uh, I was going to take my son to it, and it got rained out. So, BC, uh, the first game was a noon a 12:30 start at home at the Harrington Athletic Village. BC wins seven to two. Feeling good, you know. You have Chris Flynn go out there. He throws uh, seven innings, allows two earned runs, six strikeouts in his seventh win. Again, I've said this about this kid before. The fact that BC and their pitching coach Vance was able to go to a Division three school, Roger Williams, and get a guy that wins seven games for you is kind of insane. Like, hey, folks, he didn't go to Division Two; He went to Division Three and grabbed not just one, but two guys that were massive um, gets for BC. Like, really important key factors here for the Eagles. So they win that first game. The second game, the night game was the ALS game at Fenway Park. And this game set itself up to be magical and really emotional because they started John West in this game. 
And John West, they talked about this on on the broadcast, lost his dad to ALS when he was just 13 years old. And he gets out there. He touches the ALS sign before he goes out there. And again, huge pitching matchup here as BC as West goes seven innings and allows three earned runs and had four strikeouts. But the 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 hitting was what was big, and it was John, um, it was Vetrano, Joey Vetrano, who had five RBIs and two home runs, and it was really fun watching on the ESPN feed because they talked to uh, John Weston's mom, who lost her husband to ALS, obviously. And she had said to Vetrano before the game, like, we hit a home run for me. He hits two. Now, this game got a little dicey at the end. BC was up eight to one going into the eighth inning. And they, they, you know, their pitching staff started to fall apart. Uh, Julian Tonghingi, I'm probably messing his name up, couldn't find the plate. And then Ian Murphy comes in and he kind of settles things down. But Two big wins, and that ALS win was so big. I mean, for John West, it's it was a bigger than baseball moment, and really, really cool that he got to do that. Um, you know, to go to Fenway Park when you're a college pitcher to have that magical moment, it was really a really fun win for BC. Um, and I think there was, I think Vetrano was the first BC guy to get a hit, I mean, a home run at Fenway in like three or four years. So cool moment. They also wore the camo uh, camo um, uniforms. I don't want to bash them because like it's a, a big moment game. I don't I don't know. Not a big fan of those unis. They they're kind of ugly. <laughs> but you know it was a big ALS moment, yeah, ALS game for them. So that leaves BC regular season. They now have won more games in the ACC since the 2005 season. They went 16 and 14 in conference this year. How they did that after going, you know, when they went 18 games last year, 19 games is incredible. 18 games total. BC had a huge turnaround. And if it wasn't for Wake Forest and Clemson playing out of their minds for the second half of the season and, and Wake Forest all year, Mike Gambino should be coach of the year. He absolutely should, but he's not going to get it uh, because he took a team that was the dregs of the ACC and they're borderline a host team in the NCAA tournament. Now, what's going to make them a host team? What would make Brighton a host regional is they got to get past the next round of the, of the um, ACC tournament. Now, ACC plays a three-team pool. All three teams play each other. So BC has two games this week. They're going to play on Tuesday at 11, 11 a.m. Start really early. Get your coffee up for that one, folks, against Virginia Tech. And then on Friday another 11 a.m. start against Clemson. Now, BC's already down at Cary, North Carolina. Um, but you're going to ha- want to hold. I, I don't know how they're going to set up their, their staff, but you got to imagine John West is going to go against Clemson because West is the one guy out there that beat Clemson last this year. Clemson is really, really good, as we saw when they BC, BC lost two out of three of them. But take care of business against Virginia Tech. Then beat Clemson and you get uh, the winner of, I think it's the B and C B and C pool. Cause I think BC is the D pool that, that, so that B, but basically, basically BC just needs to escape this pool. If they can win it, 
they will they will host the NCAA, an NCAA tournament um, game, a couple games. That would be absolutely huge for this program. So they just got to take care of business. And I don't, I don't shell short this program at all to do anything. They have been magical all year. They've had their highs and lows, sure, certainly, and they're not playing perfect baseball. But they're a hard out. They do it every single week. Let's we'll wait and see what they do. On tomorrow's show, we're going to continue talking about recruiting because there's more recruiting news popping as I am recording this. We'll get into all that on tomorrow's show. Thank you all to our first listeners and our everydayers out there that listen to Locked On BC every day. You make us do this because we love it to have people out there that are passionate about BC sports because it's still out there, and I am going to tap into each and every one of you. Follow me on Twitter at AJBlack247. We'll see you again tomorrow. Take care, everyone. Yeah. <coughs>